1988, the Japanese animated feature Akira hit the theaters like a 3 megaton thermonuclear blast, or possibly like a psychic singularity, who can say? Akira was the biggest anime box office hit of all time, but more importantly, it showed the world beyond Japan just what animation could do in the right hands. While Disney was plunking out Oliver and company, Katsuhiro Otomo gave us blood, boobs, religious allegory, and a beautifully rendered dark vision of the 21st century. Thirty years later, this movie still dazzles, entertains, and baffles just like it did when Ronald Reagan was president. So crack open a can of Hitachi no Wit Beer, it's time for episode 11 of Toasting the Classics, Akira. Welcome to Toasting the Classics. Where we... The podcast where we... Toast the classics. Well, we decide whether we're toasting the classics. Right. We read or read a classic, watch a classic, then we have a drink related to the classic. Present the classic. As we present the classic, right. yes. Then we decide whether we're toasting the classic. That's our finale. Basically, this is a conversation we would have in a bar, but instead we're recording it and presenting it to you. And so. we try to sound a little more intelligent than I usually do in a bar. Usually right. I'm a little... They've heard what I sound like in a bar a couple of times. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Um, you know, through the magic of editing, I'm not sure the listeners are aware. I'm pretty sure they're aware. Yeah, we'll see. I can, I can pick it up pretty easily. <laughs> well, today, uh, by the way, this is uh, Clint Lanier and David MacArthur. David MacArthur. And right. uh, we today are going to be talking about Akira. Akira. Which is a ground, Akira! Akira! Which is a groundbreaking 1988 animated film uh, made in Japan, set in Neo Tokyo in 2019. Did you ever notice that the, the future setting was never that far in the future? It no, was, not really. I think, uh, 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 as a matter of fact, Blade Runner was set in 2019. 2019 yeah. or, or thereabouts, yeah, right? something it was, like that. wasn't that far away. I'm reading the book right now. Well, um, because The you know, short story? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty good-sized 200-something page book. I mean, it's, really? not, it's not that short. I thought it was a novella also yeah. or, or like something, but um, huh. it's... Yeah, 2019, 2020, something like that. You're talking Maybe. about the original 1968. Original Philip Dick, Philip yeah. K. Dick okay. book, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, it's, it's uh, apparently the future is now. Yeah, the future is now. Right, and nothing um, has happened. It wasn't a great year. Like 2019 through 21 <laughs> have not been great years. It was years, a better year. But they have not no, been no, 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 Blade no. Runner no. bad. 2019 was a better year than 2020. 2020 actually kind of— Yeah, that's true. It that's looked true. like the start of that's dystopia. True. It really did. It was just—it was— it was a dystopian present in I 2020. I had more of a personally bad 2018 and 19. For, for the world, it wasn't that bad. That's <laughs> Stop true. thinking about yourself. 2020, 2020 is where it all right. went downhill. Yeah. But again, as bad as that was, yeah. not Blade Runner bad, not Akira right. bad, not any of this dystopia bad. Right. Right. We didn't have any nuclear explosions. Right. We don't have any uh, gigantic cybernetic monsters that have torn apart. Any of the cities, as far right. as I'm aware. Right. I just listen to the BBC, so I don't get all the news, but I don't think yeah. that that's happened anywhere. And um, we're not controlled by androids. Um, Yet. Well, that so, we know of. Yeah, that we know of. And we're not living in a simulation, maybe. Well, that we don't have an answer on that. Right. right? That's that's always open for debate. And, and the Matrix, actually, you don't know what year it is in the Matrix. It could be 2015, for all you know. I think those were released in, like, 2002 or something like that. That sounds I, right. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't. They don't. Maybe even ninety nine. Maybe yeah, but I, they make a point of saying we don't know what year it is. As far Did as they say can, that, yeah, as yeah. far as we can tell, it's something, and it and it's pretty far in the future. But I think well, the uh, Matrix is a bit like Akira. Mm-hmm. The aesthetic, a lot of the aesthetic when you see the actual mm-hmm. real world in the Matrix, right? It, there's so much that's been built 
that you're just like, it must have been centuries for all the, you know, like when oh, you see right, Neo right. Tokyo, I see, these yeah. gigantic buildings right. and they go right. into these industrial facilities yeah. and there's just piping and you're like, uh-huh. I don't think there's been enough years since 1988 for that to get built. Well, it was like a, any it was, it was like a city built on ruined cities. City built on right? ruined cities. So everything yeah. was destroyed and yet they still had the industrial capacity so to build. Rome. Basically, you know, or, or it's Athens. Or yeah, something a million like that. times. Yeah, that, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it's a huge. I don't know. I don't. Maybe there's new technology we don't know about, but there's definitely some technology that's weird in right. Akira. Right. So in in uh, 1988, uh, uh, a nuclear explosion happens in Tokyo. Blows okay. up Blows up Tokyo, and then and then this is set in 2019 in Neo Tokyo, which is the rebuilt city. So let me. I don't know. Maybe you understand this. The, I I get a little lost in Akira. Only, I saw it once when I was about. 14, and I haven't seen it since. Mm-hmm. What destroyed Tokyo? Was it, a, it looked to me like a thermonuclear explosion at the beginning. Yeah, well, it was, it was World War III. But it's Akira that did it. They don't know. They, they, okay. they assume it might have been. See, the bad guys. if guy, it was World War III, it must have been part of a global. Well, the bad guys assume it was Akira, but there was a world war that When that you happened. say bad guys. The, the uh, scientists and what's his name that's running around? The colonel. The colonel, yeah. Okay, his people. Okay, so the government, yeah. the fascist government of Japan is the right. Okay, got it. So should we do a summary? We should probably, maybe we should do a summary. If you can. If we can, uh, okay. Like I said, I'm a little... <laughs> so try to summarize this. So Akira is set in, ni- in 2019, uh, Neo-Tokyo, mm-hmm. which is a rebuilt version of Tokyo after a 1988 global nuclear war, which took out, devastated Tokyo. It's a big crater in the middle. And it is set in a dystopian future. Dystopia basically means everything's kind of, uh, there's not a lot of very, you know, law and order. Um, there's biker gangs. There's mm-hmm. a lot of crime and just general crime and mayhem and stuff like that on the street. Uh, a, lot like the, Bla- a lot like Blade Runner. The word I would use is cyberpunk. Yeah, well, it's cyber, got, this is it's one got of that general, although there's not a whole lot of computer stuff. Well, cyberpunk is We've a result. No, that, no, that, that movement is a result of this, Blade Runner and Neuromancer, the three that they kind of point to as yeah, as a cyberpunk. And some of William Gibson's originals. work. Uh, right. Or is, is, well, is Neuromancer William Gibson? That's Gibson, okay. yeah. As Burning yeah. Chrome was the one I was thinking of, but... They don't have in this at least we don't see it. There's not the Matrix. Yeah, there's not a lot of which that. Is very there's not a lot of that computer, of but there's there's there is tech stuff. I definitely, mean, the, the, um, definitely. So Canada's uh, motorcycle, for example, very iconic, very cool looking. Freaking, yeah, it's a sweet bike. Uh, motorcycle. Apparently, all, it was in. It's uh, all tech heavy and stuff. It was in Ready Player One. Yeah, it was. In, it was Ready Player One for you know the start of. Yeah. And uh, it, it it's kind of reminiscent of uh, Tron actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 uh, bike light, it looks cycles. a lot like a light bike yeah, yeah. Light or light cycle and, a light bike in, yeah in, uh, Tron and uh, did you have toys of Tron when you were a kid yeah, yeah they were I did. sweet they I were didn't sweet. have them one of my friend's big brother yeah. had a bunch of Tron stuff and I was like this is awesome I think I didn't have the bike because we were poor but I think I had a couple of the characters and I all I remember I mean Tron was freaking cool I mean it was it was, it was really amazing cool. super dull movie and though, it, honestly, it was but. the most disappointing video game. <laughs> in the entire the world. The arcade, Tron? You didn't like the, that? The arcade with the, the, oh. light, the light cycle. Yeah. I think, like, when they're doing it in the movie, it yeah. looks pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. But, but then you're yeah. doing zigzags, trying not to run sure. into each other. It's hard. You can do thing. that with paper and pencil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a matter of fact, there is a game where you do it with paper and you pencil. You know what was better was the tank combat scene. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that would have been... That there, there, been yeah. the, uh, the one where you're throwing discs yeah. at each other mm-hmm. and the one where you throw discs at, like, the mainframe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And then... The light bikes are not that good. Yeah. Gameplay is kind of cool in the light bikes, but there's the bit where you're fighting the tanks yeah. that looks like the old Star Wars arcade. Right. Everything's like 3D. Yeah, and that was pretty yeah. cool. That holds up pretty well. They have that down at Rad's. 
But that Tron. one, did it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, they, yeah. they have that one? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. My brother um, and I spent like $30 on video games one night just walking around, mostly Gauntlet, but yeah. also Tron. Gauntlet's and, easy to spend money on. Yeah, so a few other things. Now, in this in this dystopian future, right. we find out that there are these children with special powers, almost like telekinet telekinesis or something like that. I mean, they're kind of like uh, what you'd call a mutant if you're in the Marvel universe. And uh, they have, it's really telekinetic powers, I think. They can do stuff with their minds. Tele- they can, tele- telepathy, telekinesis. Yeah. Um, they can like astrally project right. and teleport right. somehow. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's pretty powerful psychic yeah. uh, abilities. So. And, uh, and, and so they do that. And, um, and there is a particular motorcycle gang mm-hmm. that, uh, that, that, is basically the subject. There are two people that are the subjects of the of the protagonists, I guess. Um, well, I, one becomes an antagonist, but it's uh, it's. Canada. Well, they're up against the clowns. Up against clowns, and their their gang is called the, the, the capsules. capsules. Yeah, That's the right. capsules. They, they say of, that in the movie. They have, well, they have a drug capsule on the back right. of the jacket. And I think it says capsules. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's Canada, and it's uh, who who's the the Tetsuo. Uh, Tetsuo, yeah. Tetsuo is. Um, you know what Tetsuo means? Oh, no, I don't. It means iron. So no, Tetsuo is the Iron Man when he gets like the bionic oh, yeah, arm. Yeah, it's kind of like a little. So Tetsuo runs iron. into one of these children, and somehow, you know, a, a powerful transformation. He himself gets uh, these telekinetic powers, but they they become so I think that's extremely up for, extremely powerful. I think that's up for interpretation. Yeah, I don't know how I think he gets he's always them. had the psychic powers. Well, they they, they because they, I think he was with them. Well, they reveal that everybody has them. Everybody has these powers. Akira is in everybody, as what she says. Oh. So, um... I thought it was that Tetsuo had, like, gotten away from the lab. Remember they showed, like, the kids in the mm-hmm. room, and they're all doing the psychic testing, yeah. and Tetsuo was with them when no. he was little. No, he no. wasn't with them when he was oh. little. No, he runs into this into this kid, and there's an explosion, and uh, yeah. he says the kid did something to him. But running into the kid, and somehow the psychic powers, it transfers it to him. Okay. But, and we'll get, we'll get to that. So, anyway, Tetsuo becomes... Um, this kind of object or subject, rather, of the entire movie. They're after him. He his powers grow increasingly, or in, he his uh, powers grow uh, throughout the movie. But he becomes um, increasingly kind of mad, and he becomes kind of a, insane with his powers. He goes dark fast. He goes real dark, real fast. He doesn't know how to control his powers. Right. He's destroying everything, and and so they they assume that he's going to destroy the earth. And and what you find out was there is this kid, one of those telekinetic kids. Back in 1988, his name was Akira, mm-hmm. and he had more power than anybody. And we don't learn a lot about him, but he was like their gifted child, and they think that what's happening to Tetsuo has happened to Akira, where he caused this this explosion that leveled Tokyo in okay. 1988. So they're afraid that that's what's going to happen to him. So they're after him throughout the movie, and it's and you know chaos ensues. Right. Uh, and it's it's a very stylized movie. Um, it is, it's Japanese animation. I don't know if I would call it what I consider classic anime. Oh, um, yeah, I think so. You yeah, think so? Definitely. It, it's definitely. just, it's more. It's pretty much like the classic anime. Well, I mean, there are other, there's a lot. It comes out of the, the Robotech tradition. It does. It comes uh, out of a lot of a lot of those traditions. It just looks a little bit different. It's, Voltron looked kind yeah, of the same way. But it doesn't, it, I don't know. It, it's hard to explain. It doesn't have a lot of the over the top, you know. Um, a few times, but over the top, like expressions and yelling, oh, yeah. like hyperbole yeah, yeah. when it comes it do, to it. Does. To, to it does, but it's toned down. It's from toned down been, to yeah. like, you know, bah, 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 you know, yeah, there's, like there's the big some eyes. That, yeah. big, it happens on occasion, but not very often. A lot of gasping. A um, couple of things. Uh, it is completely hand drawn. Mm. There, I believe it's like 
I want to say like 160,000 hand-drawn cells in there. Uh, there's no computer animation at all, none. 1988. Uh, so there wouldn't be no. I mean, well, no, there there was, was some. I mean, like, I think Beauty and the Beast like had one scene like in the dance hall where it was computer a couple animation. Of years later, and, yeah, a couple years later. Yeah. But there were, there were attempts at yeah. it, uh, and there's none at all there. And um, it's it's not a lot. And Beauty and the Beast is not a long time after this, but. It's a significant when you're talking about CGI. Right. It's a significant four sure. years or so because well, I think Terminator Two was 1991. Yeah, and then Jurassic Park is 93. Yeah. I want to say Beauty right. and the Beast is probably 91, when was, 92. Uh, so, and I believe Toy Story is 95. That sounds right. correctly. That sounds like right. That's only about seven years later. A completely CGI animated movie, but so which, this which was, looks terrible, by the way. Compared, you know, I watched Toy yeah. Story the first one, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, I forgot how bad this looks. <laughs> it looks terrible." Well, it looked great at the time. It's a good movie. Yeah, it well, carries the, the, and it the was story. Carries revolutionary it, at the time, but yeah. So uh, yeah, so that's that's the um, that's kind of the crux of the movie. It was based on a serial. Well, it was based on a um, manga, which is kind of a graphic mm-hmm. novel, right. Japanese genre of graphic novel um, of the same name. I think that came in like eighty two. So if you think about it, that's about the same time as. Uh, as uh, Neuromancer came out, and I think Blade Runner was released about eighty six, something like that, a couple of years before this, maybe. I so I was gonna say eighty two for Blade Runner, okay? Because I remember thinking it was between Empire and Return of the Jedi, okay? And that's what Harrison mm. Ford was oh, doing. Okay, I see, yeah. So I think it's eighty two. And I think I want to say Neuromancer was written about that time as well. So Cyberpunk was really there at that time. You I could th- kind of see like. I don't want to talk about the book too much, but um, you could kind of see how the aesthetic of the film Blade Runner kind of grows out of the book, but mm-hmm. it's really the, the the movie's different than the book, right. and that aesthetic of that world is very William Gibson. Yeah, and I can't really think of much else that's like that. Well, how would you describe like the cyberpunk dystopian future look? So there's a couple of things. One of the big things is that um, one of the innovations that Star Wars had was that they put people in futuristic equipment you know you're in space and you get right. spaceships but they made it look like people actually use it it's got right. dents and holes in it and yeah. there's dirt and there's poor people and rich people and cyberpunk's like that you see this future where like i said it's clearly an industrial power beyond anything we could do it's technology right. that we could not possibly do mm-hmm. but there's still drug use and poverty and it's like even actually maybe worse so it's not it's not the, the, disparity it's not the jetsons and no, pe- it's not people like aren't exactly. wearing mylar exactly. jumpsuits except the theory of the jetsons where actually the flintstones and jetsons live in the same yeah. time and the flintstones <laughs> live on the <laughs> right, surface right, of the yeah. earth but it, it's it's a lot of it has to do with the punk rock aesthetic and like living in like the way New York was mm. in the in the seventies and eighties yeah. was there was this Wall Street that was mm. beautiful and glitzy and so much money. And then Times and then, Square. And then most of the city was like falling apart yeah. and people were living in like flop houses and stuff. Right. Um totally not what New York is like today. But I think the cyberpunk aesthetic grows out of that. Yeah. It's like that disparity of income with the, the best and the and the worst all in the same place. Right. And I think people were kind of obsessed with that. At the time, the punk rock sort yeah. of—it's kind of come back a little bit now, but it sort of was. There's also kind of part a, of the zeitgeist. A bit of steampunky in that, where you had futuristic stuff that looked old. Like I remember right. Blade Runner, for example, when the uh, that guy that what was he serving? It was like serving wontons or something. Yeah, but yeah, he pulls yeah. up to his window. Yeah. And before he leaves, he like takes in his anchor. You know, yeah. <laughs> and he's got like this junk. It's like literally a junk, like right. an old junk. Right. But it's a floating. Yeah, that is kind of steampunk, like, like, isn't like, it? Like sort of. Floating yeah. junk from the future, you know, hovercraft or something, you know. Yeah, it's like taking um, elements from the past yeah. and, and drawing them and just making right. 
You know what's interesting? I, I just thought of this. Uh, the movie, the Pixar movie, or is it Disney? Big Hero 6. Uh-huh. Is that Pixar or Disney? No, it's Pixar Disney. It's but It's Disney. I, but I, I can't remember if Pixar did that I think it's a Disney. I don't think that's Pixar. Well, I don't and, know. Anyway, in any case, if you look I'm at that. I'm actually fuzzy on the difference. That one, it's like San Fran Jose like Neo, or San Fran Tokyo yeah, or something, something like that. I think it's San Fran Tokyo. San Francisco or something? Something like that. Yeah, something but like if you that. think about it, that's not like a dystopian cyberpunk future because no. it's all nice. Right. It, it has the element where like it's huge. There's all these big overgrown, overpopulated cities, which is kind of a part of, of that future. Uh, it's not. I don't know. His San Francisco or San Fran Tokyo or whatever it's called. His mother like owns like a corner bakery shop. Yeah. So it's very normal looking neighborhoods. Well, no, no, it's not. You no, would never see. No, I'm that saying kind I'm saying building. it's this huge place. That's why yeah, it's, it's big. Yeah, it's you big. Know, but, but it's human. It's like a real city. But it's not. There's no decay there. Everything not looks nice. Not visibly. No. Yeah. yeah. In that, not in that really. movie. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So a lot of the same same elements there. We'll go ahead and, and start with the the drink that that I brought in today. So there's no drinks at all that are included in this movie. There's actually one. There's milk. The guy orders a drink, but then gets capsules instead. Right? What yeah, it's order? it's a drug it's a drug house. It's I mean, a, yeah, yes. but he order he asks for a drink. I know, right? but they, he gets drugs. Yeah. That's the whole point. The right. capsules hang out yeah, there, yeah, yeah. there, right? Why do I have such a hard problem with the guy's name? The, the, um, Kaneda or Tetsuo? Tetsuo. Tetsuo. Yeah. Tetsuo goes there to get yeah. drugs to make him feel better. But the only the only reference to really any liquid was milk when he's like. He's like in. There's that hallucination that the other kids are giving him, and he like falls. It's in his hospital. Oh, he room. breaks the glass. Yeah, breaks I didn't realize there was milk like, in the glass. Well, he, yeah. he said. Well, he says, "What is this milk?" And I was like, "Hmm, White Russian." But I thought, "No, because if we ever do that movie with White yeah. Russian, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll have to save. We'll have yeah, to yeah, save. We gotta that. save that." Yeah. So what I did was, did I, you do sub or dub for this movie? I did sub. Because I wanted the I did original. Sub also. I wanted, I wanted to, sure, to hear the Japanese yeah, for some right, reason. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And so what I did is I, I, <laughs> I searched and searched. There is a, a sake called okay. Akira. Akira. And it's the only organic okay. sake out there, but I, I can't find it in our small little town here. I so, forgot to look up what Akira means. So what I did was I found a, um, a Japanese uh, craft beer, and, I, and I've never had a Japanese craft beer before. It's called uh, Hitachino Nest White Ale, which is actually a. It's from the Kyuchi Brewery, and it's a uh, pretty good Huge. wheat beer. A lot of orange, a lot of coriander. Tastes like a wheat beer. Okay. White wheat beer. I think it's pretty good. What about, a unique what about you? Japanese interpretation of the Belgian wit beer style. Interesting. There's that wit beer because it's Dutch. Now, what helps is it's about 90 degrees outside, and Oof. the sun is just beating down. What do you think? Oh, it's good. I like it. Yeah, it's a good. It's got some fruity tones. Although maybe I'm just saying that because it says that on the can. But I, I think <laughs> I, I think I taste spices and orange juice and fruit. That's well, you can taste the coriander. I mean, that's you know, it tastes like a Belgium. I could if I knew what coriander was. I don't really have a concept of what coriander you know, you tastes know that, like. You know that taste you're getting? That's coriander. I taste citrus. It's the citrus notes that I'm getting. I don't. That's not coriander. Yeah, I don't know what coriander. It's that is. other thing you're tasting. I can't separate coriander. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's the drink. That's the movie. What are you, uh, what what are your kind of initial thoughts? My initial thoughts on Akira? Yeah. So this movie was one of the first anime things I ever saw. Somehow mm-hmm. I could never get my hands on Robotech. I think I saw it like once, and mm-hmm. it wasn't broadcast regularly on TV by the time I was old enough to make my own TV decisions. So I had trouble getting a hold of it. So this was about the first anime thing I ever saw. Watched it at a sleepover with some friends in early high school. And, like, to some extent had no idea what was going on. Right. I mean, I wasn't focusing like I did this time because I was, you know, knocking heads with my friends and playing around mm-hmm. and stuff. But I got the impression that there was something particularly Japanese about just nothing making any sense <laughs> <laughs> to the point where 
one of my friends gave me a manga years years and years later, mm-hmm. and it was something like Planet Taste or something like that that it was called. And I, he gave it to me. And he has really good taste and stuff. He's giving me some cool stuff. And so I was like, all right, all right, I got to prepare myself for reading this. It's not going to make a lot of sense. I'm just going to try to focus and figure out what's going. So I started reading it, and I was like, wow, that's, that's, it's even it's like even more nonsensical than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading it, and I'm like, it's almost as if like causation has been reversed like like time doesn't make any sense and i realized two-thirds of the way through it that you're supposed to read manga from right to left i was wondering so yeah. there was a reason why it made no sense huh. because i'm an idiot and i read the book the wrong way but it was written in english so i figured it would be sure you know bound <laughs> right. left to right but no so i have to apologize to the japanese for <laughs> assuming that they were crazy people that write things in like absolute reverse that's order a, that's but a pretty bad that's yeah. a pretty bad mistake. but this is my first my first experience of, of anime and uh, had a lot of trouble understanding what's going on. I mean, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's just mind-blowingly good-looking, mm-hmm. right? I'd never seen anything like it. I'd never seen a cartoon. I think we didn't see the version that had nudity. Okay. I think we must have gotten, like, the tape from Blockbuster and it was mm-hmm. for kids. And But um, just the blood mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I was kind of shocked. I'd never seen anything like that except mm-hmm. so the G.I. Joe movies. I think people got killed. Sometimes the the movies like when they did feature length ones, oh, like yeah, where yeah. Some, some, some characters yeah. would die. But this was pretty uh, pretty striking. Just everything about it was striking. I just honestly couldn't understand what was going on. Yeah, um, I didn't have as much trouble following it this time. Yeah, um, I kind of enjoy when I'm focusing on something. I kind of enjoy having to fill in the gaps myself, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But I got some things wrong. Like I thought at the end they were saying that Tetsuo was one of the psychic kids. Mm-hmm. Which was messing me up because I was like, "How could he be old enough to have been around in 1988? If he's right. one of the, if he's a teenager now, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know." But that was kind of confusing. I mean, that was hard to understand what was going on. But you know, not too bad. The opening shot's amazing, where the bomb yeah the goes bomb off. goes off yeah. What was I thinking was so much like that? There was something I saw a great big opening. I can't. Oh, Terminator Two. Terminator. It's not something I saw recently, but Terminator Two's got that bomb shot. Mm-hmm. You know where you see that. And that was just taken right out. It was the silence mm-hmm. of the shot. Right. And they did that in T2. But then they also did, she's holding the fence and it hits her and she crumbles, which yeah. is just a shot right out of Akira. Right. Like they just filmed that in live yeah. action and put it into Terminator 2. So I was kind of struck by that. So the visuals of this are pretty pretty incredible. Yeah. The scope of the, of the visuals. I was, I was thinking about yeah. that. Like, you know, animation, yeah. usually yeah, yeah. It, it, it's focused down because it's easier you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to draw or, or to paint a small area. But th- these were really big in scale, like citywide, Definitely. You know, huge yeah. um, kind of uh, scenes. Like bigger than anything you ever saw in Star Wars even yeah. at the time. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of anything that Blade Runner is pretty big scale for some of those yeah. shots where you're seeing yeah. the city. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and that was done with practical effects, like with uh, models. Models, yeah. So that's pretty pretty right. impressive. It's not not a whole lot. Yeah, it's it really gives you a sense of like I said, like just the scale of those. Like you're saying, like the the buildings are huge mm-hmm. and the city is huge, and they're right. talking about oh we've rebuilt this whole city and it's going to be destroyed. And you're like wow, you really you can see what they're mm-hmm. talking about. There's this huge city. Right. It's not that many years though. What twenty three years? No, in ninety eight, thirty 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 years, yeah. just about thirty one years. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. you can't do that much in thirty one years, but. I guess I, they sort of rebuilt Tokyo the first time yeah. in about that much time. Was it Abu Dhabi or one of those is, is yeah. nothing, you know, desert to one of the biggest cities? We were looking at the list of the tallest skyscrapers right. in the world, like tallest 50 buildings in the world. And it's like 12 of them are in Dubai. Yeah, Dubai, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. 
And, so, and a lot of the rest of them are in the cities of China that have grown so much in the last 30 years. So right. I guess you can have growth happen pretty fast. Right. So it's not, you know, completely mm-hmm. ridiculous, especially with better, uh, better technology. So what about the story? Did you, did you so, dig the story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mostly the world building. It's mostly the art. Um, but mm-hmm. the story's pretty good. I like, mm-hmm. actually, definitely my takeaway is I like Kaneda. Mm-hmm. He's definitely my favorite character. Well, of course. He's, like, never changes being sort of a jerk, but, like, yeah. you kind of respect him, like, yeah. like for being so headstrong and, like, stuff like that. It's kind of cool. He's kind of, like, a little bit like Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Like, a little bit like, you know, he's yeah. the guy that's going to run in there shooting when nobody sure. else will. And he did. Um, yeah, and he did. Which is, on the one hand, kind of ridiculous that a teenager would do better fighting him than, like, the army. But, right. you know, whatever. I, sure. I, it, it, they played it well enough that I, I right. believed it, so... You know. Well, you know he had skills when he jumped on a on a motorcycle coming right at him and kicked the guy off of the motorcycle. So, you know. again, remember we talked about some of my pet peeves? Yeah. People striking other people while moving at relative <laughs> velocities like that. Yeah. And the guy that kicked gets hurt. That drives me crazy. Right. If you jump in the air and kick a person on That's a motorcycle. That's doing 80 miles an hour or 120 miles an hour. Nobody's walking yeah. away from yeah. that. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> everybody's day is over. Your like ankle's every, going the other way. Everybody's yeah. flight is over at right. that point. Like, we're all just laying on the ground. Sure, sure. It's like when Superman catches somebody. Let's say they fall, you know, Lois Lane falls off a building. Superman catches her halfway down. Or or even sometimes, almost right before she hits the ground, yeah. I'm like, she still hit you right. going the speed that <laughs> right. she was going. Like, right, she turned into She's in trouble, yeah. like, unless you kind of match her velocity sure, or sure, something, yeah, which yeah. he never does. He does. Yeah. Maybe he's doing that in the comics, but not in the movies. <laughs> I'm not a physicist or anything, but that stuff drives it, me it crazy. It seems like it'd be a bit of a problem. I think yeah. so. I think so, definitely. But then again... You know, there's a big giant blubber monster at the end, so it's not like we're really concerned with. But you got to remain reality. consistent, right? Like you yeah. can have fantastical elements, but you mm-hmm. don't want to see the the rules being consistent. Sure. You know, like I can believe that there's a blob monster, some kind of genetic anomaly. Yeah, you yeah. know, but if there's a blob monster, he better you know follow the rules of physics within <laughs> being a blob monster. You know, like he doesn't. What uh, What are the rules of physics for a blob monster, though? The same as they are for everybody else, right? <laughs> oh, you see. know, he's bound by I the see. same rules that we are, so well, he can't. You know what? The surprising one for me was uh, when he goes up to um, destroy Saul. The, uh, yeah. The, yeah. And and suddenly it's completely silent, and I was like, oh, he's in space. He's in space. That was such a good call to do that. You yeah. don't hear a thing. Yep. Um It's like wow, that's that's really cool. There's still an explosion. There is an explosion, but it, it's uh, kind of rips apart into the Earth's atmosphere. So I mean, maybe yeah, yeah. sound would the vacuum wouldn't be there at that point anymore. Yeah, they. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of um, a lot of stuff where there's sound in space. Yeah, this just wouldn't be any fun to watch it without it. Like yeah. imagine like watching a Star Wars battle and it was silent. That would suck. Well, without the noise that that uh, you know that the, the the spaceships make, right? How would you know which one was good and which That's one was right. bad? That's you right. Know? I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. But. Uh, yeah, uh, you can't see lasers in space, by the way. You can't see lasers anywhere. Well, unless it's you like can, they have to yeah, be in the atmosphere. Yeah, then the you atmosphere, can see them. But if you right. fire, if Luke Skywalker fires a laser, if the Death Star fires a laser sure. at a planet, it's just invisible and the planet blows right. up. I, I think, right. unless I'm wrong, but that'd be so boring. That right? would again, yeah, that would, <laughs> that would just not be satisfying in any way. But so. apparently, lasers can travel through, uh, can warp, as we found out. in which one was it? You talking uh, about the J.J. Abrams? Yeah, Star the J.J. J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Yeah. Like a warp. He's really drive. bad about not thinking through <laughs> warp the consequences drive, of the stuff he makes blaster up. Blaster or something. I don't he know. did that in Star Wars, too. He just didn't think it through. Just yeah. like, but, you know, 
Oh no! Yeah, in Star yeah, Wars. Star Wars. In Star yeah. Wars, they fire a beam. Yeah, they fire a beam like trans from one planet to another or something. Yeah, across the galaxy. Which okay, fine, it can do that. But then for some reason, people on one of the other planets can see that happening. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm like, what? Are you, yeah, what? What is going on? In that <laughs> That's well, the, the kind of stuff I'm like, saying. You got to follow some kind of internal logic. Right, Otherwise, yeah, I'm just like, sense. what is going on? Makes sense. You know, like. I mean, you can have magic. Harry Potter has to follow certain sure. rules. You know, Gandalf sure. has to follow certain rules. Right. Like, you can't just have things happening willy-nilly, right. you know. And that's how I felt Japanese stuff was done after watching Akira. Yeah. I think some of it, like I said, was not not focusing that closely, mm. but there's a lot of hallucinations. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what is, which is what's real and what's not, mm-hmm. which they're doing on purpose, but right. it's confusing, sure. you know, as I'm watching it. Um, what did you think about the fact that, okay, so the movie is called Akira. Uh-huh. But you see Akira for like a split second. Oh, hi, right. Akira. And yeah. then it turns out, you know, the, the kind of twist at the end, spoiler, is they called Akira back to take care of Tatsua because he couldn't handle it himself. So Akira would, would help him and take him away. The psychic kids did yeah, that. Yeah, the psychic kids. But he opened up Akira's tomb, basically. Yeah, but they called him back. Remember, they were kneeling him. Yeah. him and, and, and he transforms and, and they see him and they, and they just say, oh, hi, Akira. Like, yeah. you know, nothing happened, right? Right. Um, but basically what I'm saying is, like, the whole movie is Akira, Akira, Akira. Right. But you never see Akira. It's it's like about the myth of Akira, right? It's got to be a Jesus be metaphor. It. Yeah. It's got to right. be, right? So and that, that's why I wanted to look up the name. It's it's a yeah. name. So I did I did look it up. It's it's just a name. Okay. Um, but, then, but Tetsuo's name has a meaning yeah. because he ends up with the bionic arm. Canada means that land north of the border. In, in the, great, the Great White North. Canada. So. <laughs> Canada. So Akira means the light coming from the sun, sunlight, moonlight, bright, intelligent, wisdom, or truth. So the light okay. is a synonym well, for sure. Jesus, right? Yeah. In some cases. Yeah. So I think that's little, probably or, what we're looking at is some sort of a... Uh, this is an interesting thing, actually, about Japanese stuff. This happens in Castlevania as well, mm-hmm. is that you realize, oh, like Christianity to them is like an alien, poorly misunderstood concept okay so like castlevania there's like imagery from christianity because it's dracula and stuff mm-hmm. like that but you can tell they have no idea right. what christianity is about right. they're just throwing some symbols out sure. there and i think there's a little bit of this is better understood but you can tell it's a, it's a foreigner trying to understand a religion and sort of just throwing it out there and i right. think i think this is some kind of a symbol for that hmm. uh in some way because i think japanese people just kind of interested in it the way well, we're sort of interested in buddhism and, and shinto and stuff like that so like, did you did you get at the very end of it mm-hmm. okay so what happens to tetsuo what happens to tetsuo at the very end oh boy what does happen to him at the very end i don't know okay so I, I had to look it up. To I dropped the thread there. I had, I had to sort of look it up. So the the myth is that Akira, what happened was Akira, is it entered or formed or arrived at singularity in 1988? Oh, right, 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 right. So it was a big bang. So that's what Tetsuo was doing at the end. When he's so, like talking, you see his eye. So at the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He says, hello, I'm Tetsuo. Like that. And then all of a sudden you see the light like that, right? And then you see all the fragments. So essentially right. the, like the Big Bang. Yeah. So Singularity, Tatsuo created another universe or right. something like that, okay? Right, right, right. I did, right. I did so what, read what, that in the Wikipedia. I, so I did not get that from watching the movie. But what yes, is the, what is, is it? Oh, gosh. This is, I'm, I'm going to You take, know what it reminded me on, of? Uh, I'm on a roll here. They're, they're going to take away my Christianity <laughs> card uh, here. But <laughs> which gospel starts with, in the beginning was the word, 
I think that's John. Is it John? I think so. Is that what's happening? In the beginning was the word, and he yeah. says hello on That's what I'm saying. So I think this, the so, light so, or logos yeah, is so, kind of a similar. So is that kind of what it is? Yeah, I like think so. I God think so. spoke Big Bang, and Tetsuo yep. is the God that I think so. created it. I think so. Like, like okay. I said, All right. I think it's a Japanese mind kind of wrangling with the concepts mm-hmm. in Christianity, Judo, yeah. Judeo-Christian thought, coming up with sort of well, their own spin on it. I, you I know? don't think wrangling. I think it's just— it's Well, just wrangling like, as in taking it and pouring it through their own cultural lens and coming out with something entirely new. Maybe no Christian was, would agree with them on their interpretation of right, these things. Right, right. But, but, it would, but it would, it's interesting. It's not wrong. Well, a Christian you know? wouldn't agree, but I'm just saying that you don't have to be a Japanese person— Interpreting it that way, you could be anybody right. talking about right. what they think of as a myth of Christianity, right? right. And using that as kind of a, a, well, a form of their story. What I'm thinking of is, so you know the movie Lost in Translation? Yes. So I saw some people complaining about it online, saying that the movie depicted Japan as a foreign, confusing culture. Yes. And I was like, that's because if you're American, Japan it, is, it is a foreign. Yeah. And for a Japanese person, obviously, yeah, Western stuff is, sure. is confusing and foreign, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so I guess what I'm saying is it's just, when you come at something from the outside, sometimes you can bend it around and come up with something interesting. Right. You know, like I might be able to say something about Japanese culture after going there. Yeah. That someone there would be like, oh, I never really thought of it that way. Right. Because I'm on the outside. Sure. You know, so that's, that's a valued perspective, I guess, is what I'm saying. Right. You're, you're like, not not like saying you don't understand it necessarily, but mm. you're just coming at it. You don't have the same suppositions and like assumptions right. that... that Somebody who's part of well, the culture. Well, and we filter everything through our own experiences and beliefs and biases and stuff like that. Right. So you're right. Right. I think, you know, thinking about it, you're, you're right then. So you have, if somebody comes from a culture that Christianity is not inherent in and they are not Christians themselves, they would interpret it through their own lens. Right. Right. So um, Without some biases. Yeah, without some. some well, right. no, they would have their own biases, right? right? But they wouldn't oh, have, true. They wouldn't have true. the same biases as, say, a Christian would have, Right. right? So what would be possible for them, Christian would say, no, that would never happen or whatever. But it would be possible in this, this different so uh, kind of mind space. You said you did sub also. Yes. Right. Okay. So there's one part actually early on in the movie where they talk about the power of God. Talking about Akira's and the children's power is the power of God. Mm-hmm. But they say ah. kami, which has nothing to do with the Western concept of God. Kami yeah. is the spirits of ancient ah. Japan and like the sort of the sort of imminent, as in I M M A N E N T, divine yeah. nature and so sort of like when a the force. Cur- the colonel's sort of talking like the to force. the scientist guy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so I was thinking, see, right there is see, a failure of translation. Yeah. Somebody's translating. Well, they couldn't. Okay. Well, but see. But getting it wrong. I don't know. You know. I don't know. Because you could have a word, uh-huh. a, a Japanese word that, that means something entire, entirely different than the literal translation of that word. Right. Right. So within context, it could mean that, you know. But yeah, the, you, what, he, you, what he said didn't make sense to me because he said, we can't touch God or we're not supposed to touch God but we want to touch it and we must or something like that. Didn't he say something? Isn't that what he said? I can't remember. I just He I, said no, something, I, maybe, something maybe. sort of like that. And I was like, eh, eh, wait, we can't, but we want to and we should or we must. So it's just kind of a slightly tangential story. But when I, when I was a kid, um, my one of my best friends was Chinese. <clears throat> And we went down to Chinatown. His he's, parents, not, he's not still Chinese? Didn't we have this conversation <laughs> Yes, we did. Yeah. And it was funny last yeah. time, too. So anyway, his parents dropped us off uh-huh. down in Chinatown. And we went off on our own. We went to the martial arts store, and we looked at swords and stuff. And we bought these headbands, these, like, karate cool. headbands. Yeah. We were, like, really excited yeah. by them. And I say karate for a reason. We okay. didn't realize it, but they were Japanese headbands. We okay. didn't think about it. They had a rising sun in the middle. Ah. So we go... 
we get done with our day and his grandpa his his parents and his grandmother pick us up and we're driving home and she starts getting really mad at us and we're like what and she's like oh this is bad this means god wind god wind god wind i'm like uh. god wind what the heck is that and i was like kamikaze uh. kamikaze and we're sitting here. She's she's from China. Uh-huh. When she was a little girl, the Japanese were like occupying uh, right. and they had these things. We hear me and her me and her grandson people, yeah. are wearing these stupid things, oh, thinking that we're little ninjas. You know. Yeah. We were like, okay, we're gonna take those <laughs> off. Sorry, Grandma. Like we're total jerks. Yeah. Like I think we did have a did we? Cause we I had think this I told you that story once. We had this yeah. conversation because you said the thing about was Chinese. I just put the whole story in past tense. You did. No, I mean that's what oh, I do yeah. when right. I'm telling a story. Right. I put the story in past tense. I don't say my friend. I was hanging out with my friend. He is Chinese. Who I is, mean, yes, who, it's true. Who is Chinese? He still is, but I just, everything <laughs> right. agrees. All my verbs agree. Yeah. So that's why I say it that way. <laughs> but anyway, kami, I think, is a concept. It's a K-M- Japanese K-M-I, concept. K-M-I, kami. K-A-M-I, yeah, right. K-A-M-I. Is a Japanese concept. Like, they would use that word, I imagine, to describe certain concepts from Christianity when they're talking about Christianity or, you know, any other religion. But it's its own thing. Or their own, because, I mean, they, they, they have a completely different spiritual kind of mindset yeah. and understanding of, of, you know, everything, origin story and, and so forth. So, I mean— It's not entirely unlike the Force, Yeah, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's a lot like it. It's like a nature, spirit, mm-hmm. God, presence, divinity mm-hmm. that's all over the place and right. embodies their pilots, you sure. know, with a power and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's not entirely unlike that, although huh. that's a much more— isn't there, isn't there a lot of reverence for ancestors? Don't ancestors have a lot to do with uh, kind of the afterlife and— yeah, Ancestor worship is— c- Kind of an intercession. Yeah, definitely in China. Yeah, okay. Ancestor worship. I'm trying to think if that's part of Shinto with ancestors. Um, you give you give offerings to kami, to mm-hmm. like spirits and stuff okay. like that. I, don't, I, I would imagine there's an element mm-hmm. of ancestor worship in that, but I'm not—I can't yeah. answer to it. Huh. Here I am, somebody not entirely understanding that tradition, <laughs> warping it and talking, talking about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So this is kind of what I'm yeah. talking about. So let's talk about all of their religions in terms of, let's, let's, of Christianity. You know, let's just the totally six paragraphs I've read in my entire <laughs> life on Shintoism, I'm going to distill into well, a half-buttoned statement. I remember statement. from when I read Ninja Magazine as a child. Right. That, yeah. Right. No, um, let's see. What, what else did I want to touch on? Um, I like this, you know, totally stylized, beautiful artwork. You, mm-hmm. you mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. I mentioned like, how many paintings just to make that? I think it was, I want to say it was like a $25 million budget or a $10 million budget. I think it was like 25 million yen or something and like 10 million US dollar budget. It was budget. a huge number of yen. I was actually was, thinking about doing the conversion because yeah. it's a lot of yen. It was, it was I want to say it was $5 million budget. Actually. Okay. For an yeah. animation in 1988. That's a lot of money. Totally independent. That's a lot you of know, money. Um, I didn't realize Studio Ghibli existed back then. I didn't either. Because they had the one, the anime that had previously been the biggest mm-hmm. earner was Studio Ghibli, and then mm-hmm. this one was surpassed by another Studio right. Ghibli production. So I didn't really realize that they went back that far, yeah. although that makes sense. They, you know, and then in America, or the U.S. rather, I don't, I can't remember who wanted, who touched it or who finally bought it. But again, it wasn't a large, a large group. I think everybody passed on it, said, oh, that, that'll never make money. Oh, yeah. And I think at the time... Uh, between box office and then global like VHS sales, that's it was, where it was it like made a lot home box office yeah, was like 80, 80 million, I think. Yeah. So a huge success, you know, monetary success. You know, obviously, the, you know, the budget for advertising and PR and stuff like that isn't going to be big. But there it, was it, one. There was one. There was one, which well, is I think weird. But, but see, apparently, J- there was a large scale. It did well in Japan, uh-huh. so it was released, you know, uh, at home and did really well there. But they are one. They are familiar with that type of artwork, that type of story. Two, you know, that was a 
huge success in manga already. Right. That was a 2,000-page It was graphic still going. 2,000-page graphic novel. Yeah, serial novel. I think the guy had to, like, kind of tie it up. Yeah. In order to, in order like, to not Kind of like uh, Game, of, Game of Thrones oh, type God, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of your favorites. But, uh, um, yeah, so... I mean, I, it, it is was, one of my favorites, <laughs> but, Mike, the, 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 the whole interplay between the books and the I show know, that, were, that, ended up being a disaster. Yeah, and everybody, and I could, you could see it coming for, like, six years. You're right. like... What are you going to do? Because he's not going to finish book yeah, six. He's right. not even going to be close to being finished. Right. He's still not done with book six. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't have to do anything. He's, he's That's busy. the thing. He's busy running a theater. This is the first time in life he's been kissing girls yeah. on a regular basis. He, he's been so running he's a theater. having some fun. And yeah. I think he bought, a yeah. train, he bought a train station, if I remember correctly. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I know bought, he's got the theater in Santa yeah, Fe. Yeah, well, yeah. they bought a train station, like this little local train station. Mm-hmm. They're going to do like little local narrow gauge, you know, oh, railroad okay. up into the mountains and stuff. And yeah, uh, that, seems this like whole, a, that seems like a growth industry. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think he has to worry about it. I think he has, I won't say the word, but I think he has what they call FU money. And, uh, yeah. and he can sort of do whatever he wants. Yeah, I, I'd be surprised if he finishes the books, yeah. honestly. Oh, but, we're, uh, we're on a tangent, but yeah, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's a tangent that's fun to talk about. So. <laughs> but this was, I mean, so 2,000-page manga. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm saying is that Which they already— should be read from right to left. Right. <laughs> now we know. Yeah. But, I mean, they already knew about it at home. Right. I mean, this is this was a known right. uh, product, as they say, content, brand. This whatever is you wanna, like what a Marvel. Yeah. This is like you got right. the imprimatur of having done it sure. in the comics, and you yeah. know you're going to sell a certain amount, right. so they put some money into it. And uh, but it came here, and nobody knew what the heck it was. Right. Mm-hmm. They. I remember. I remember watching this. Uh, so it came here in 90, 1990. I think I, I watched this maybe ninety two when I got to college. Okay. Because then we got into like anime and stuff like that, and it was like grown up anime. We watched this for the first time in, in college. I don't remember the nudity either. So I think you're right. Like I think blockbuster, version, yeah. yeah. I think blockbuster version. It's pretty striking too, because it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's, it's not particularly tangible. And I don't, it's, I don't, not, it's not. It's not particularly titillating. It's I creepy. I like. don't remember heads exploding and and all and vomiting blood and all yeah. that stuff that they were doing yeah. here, which yeah. is fantastic. But I don't remember that in '92. Yeah. yeah, it reminded me. It's gratuitous. There's a couple of times yeah. at the beginning when the guy's running away with the one otaku kid. Yeah. And he gets shot. And like the kid runs away, and then they shoot him again. Yeah, they just and he just like explodes. Him, yeah. It's like the way. Uh, have you ever seen the boys? The boys. No. It's on Amazon. It's like. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I've heard of it. It's the superhero. That it's very, very good. Dystopian superhero. Yes, you should yeah. watch it. It's very, very good. <laughs> right. um, but it's just gratuitous blood sometimes. Yeah. Like people, like the, the show opens up with the guy talking to his girlfriend, and the Flash character hits her, and she explodes oh, everywhere. <laughs> it's like that. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, was that? Well, you see. Know, like okay, so take, the, the take lead Quentin Tarantino the lead at a actor five, in that, and this is an eight. So the lead actor in that show, what's his name? He's a he's a New Zealand actor. He's oh yeah, a, he's uh, Lord not of the really. Rings. He's sort of the lead. Yeah, he, it's um, Urban Carl Urban, Urban Carl Urban. So he was in one of my favorite movies, which is Dread, which we haven't talked about. Haven't that's another that. that's another dystopian future kind yeah, of cyberpunk. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, one. and it's a comic but, too. But the Dread, uh, that movie that he was in, he stars as Judge Dread. Okay, is closer to the comic than that stupid Stallone, Stallone one, yeah. abortion. Okay. And uh, I have no intersection with any of the Judge Dredd material. It, I, I read, so. I read the comic books. Okay. Fantastic in the 1980s. That movie is totally gratuitous, man. I mean, yeah. heads exploding. But that was what the the comic books the comic were like. Was like. I that, mean, they yeah. were like that, and you know, they they just didn't care. Preacher that, was like that. Preacher, pre- yeah, preacher, preacher was like yeah. that. Like people would just, yeah. I mean, there would there'd be all of a sudden there'd be some gratuitous sex, yeah. gratuitous violence out of nowhere to the point where when I was watching the boys, mm-hmm. there's this one scene. 
and I was looking at it, and I was like, oh, my God, this was written by Garth Ennis, wasn't it? I realized it was the guy who wrote yeah. The Preacher also wrote the comic. Oh, right, right. I, I just knew it. I saw the shot just from the way it was drawn. I was yeah. like, okay, this is. I wonder if he had something to do with Dread, too, then. Um, uh, Dread's I, one of the ones that went between different writers, right? So he may have done, like, a run on it. Well, the last. It was around dread, for a long no, time, wasn't it? Yeah, but this last Dread came out. Oh, the film. Yeah, the film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Judge Dread, excuse me, had an original creator, and there was was. Yeah, had a lot of different writers. But you know what? I wonder if... so. Seems like something Frank Miller would have liked to have written. I was just thinking yeah, that. Yeah. So Frank Miller was a reaction. So if you if you know Frank Miller, you know uh, The Dark Knight, yeah. uh, Ronin, any of his, his classic stuff. Written, uh, classic uh, comic and graphic novels and comic books written in the 1980s. Oh, Dark Knight Returns, we've got to do that. Um, I'm going to choose that. He, uh, I'm going to choose he, that for he, free choice. He was the anti-whatever it was. Right. And I think... In the, in the late 80s, you had a reaction to this kind of, you know, you had the whole comic book code uh -huh. in the yeah. in the mid-80s and 70s and going back to the 60s and stuff where they had to be approved by the comic book code and you know, no blood, no violence, Batman never killed anybody else, that crap. And then Frank Miller comes along and is like, oh, no, no, we're, we're turning <laughs> right. that on its head. Right. We're going to make what a dark knight should be. But he, did he do Daredevil before that? Wasn't that where he cut his teeth on doing the Daredevil he run? Might have, he might have done the, the Daredevil reboot, but the same thing. I mean, he made Daredevil a gritty, dirty. Oh, yeah, definitely. And Elektra, you yeah. know, the assassin. He right. had that whole I think thing. he might have created Elektra. Um, and then Ronan, if you've ever read Ronan, it was, there's just blood. I mean, gratuitous blood. And Did I? Like the whole page would be red. <laughs> you know, yeah. Cut somebody's head off. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and the whole page is red. So all of that was sort of a reaction to. You know, it's one of my biggest celebrity interactions of my entire life. I, Frank I used, Miller? I used to work at a yeah. comic book shop. And I just answered the phone one day behind the counter, uh -huh. and I, I was like, hi, who is this? And the guy was like, oh, this is Frank. Can I talk to the boss? I'm like, Frank who? He's like, Frank Miller. I'm like, oh, are my you God. kidding me? Like, I was like, all right. So I, I was, like, real starstruck, and the guy was – the guy, the boss gave me – because he was like, oh, you're really impressed. He gave me a signed copy of 300 oh, wow. that I still have. Like, oh, man. Like, shrink wraps. Yeah, that's so crazy. That's pretty – I don't – I'm not a big comic collector, but I do yeah. have that, so that's pretty neat. Probably should have sold it when the film was out. <laughs> would have been worth – Yeah. It's probably still worth money. Actually – Oh, it's still worth Comic books yeah. appreciate very well. They're actually one of the better yeah. investments you can make, believe it or not. Mm. Like good comic books. Unless but you have kids in your house that destroy every beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the thing. You have touched. to keep them yeah. away from, yeah. from. I have a friend who's uh, he's a, he's a, a physician, and uh, he started collecting comic books with me. Um, we, we would go down to the comic shop together. I sold all of mine. Really? He, he hung on to all of huh. his, kept collecting them with his new doctor paychecks. Sure. And now he was one of the go to people in the country. Like collections call him and say, "Hey, we know you have oh, wow. this number of That's this. Neat. You know, we'll give you fifty thousand dollars or whatever." Every single thing like that has gone through the roof since COVID. Yes. By the way, I went down to like January twenty twenty one. What we usually do, my son and I will go buy a box of baseball cards for uh -huh. the new year. Oh, so cool. we went down to Walmart, and I was like, "Oh man, there's no baseball cards." And my my brain immediately went to, they probably stopped carrying baseball cards because it's not as popular of a thing as it used to be. Yeah. And then what I realized, after I looked at Walmart, and I looked at Target, and I yeah. went to a different Walmart, finally I was like, what is going on? I looked it up, and apparently what's happening is they put the box of baseball cards out, and collectors show up and just poof, ransack yeah. it the second it comes out, because they're worth so much right now. Ah. And I was like, wow, that's actually really, um, re that really makes me happy. I mean, yeah. I'm not able to purchase any more baseball cards. That's kind of a bummer, <laughs> but it's, right. it's really neat that people are doing yeah. that, because um, we still have a bunch. I still have Well, tons. I mean, it was one of those hobbies that you could do during COVID, because you couldn't do anything else mm -hmm. for a year. You know, Exactly. Well, you can buy stuff online, yeah, and you, right. can, you can add to your collection, and you're sitting around. Right. You know, you're, I, I looked at my cards for the first yeah. time in a long time during COVID. Yeah. You know, Luckily, just, I still didn't have to. He actually sold, um, he sold quite a few. 
Uh-huh. He said, because uh, his practice was shut down for about three months. He's a, oh, wow. He's a um, uh, GTU. Yeah, a G, got GI. General practitioner? No, GI. Oh, GI, surgeon. okay. Yeah. And, uh, and so they were shut down. Do I know this guy? You might. Okay. <laughs> he's, right. He no longer lives here. All right. uh, he, he's moved. Is he the guy with the Lamborghinis? No, God no. You he know knows, what I'm he, talking about. Yeah, right? he knows. He knows yeah. him though. We live in such a we live in such a small town that like we know <laughs> one all person, the Lamborghinis. Yeah, There's one, one guy who has a lime green Lamborghini. That by the way, that guy because he knows that guy. My friend knows that guy. That's the magician. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. He, he uh, so my friend knows that guy. My my f- physician friend knows that guy. Welcome to local Las Cruces right. talk on. And he uh, <laughs> that guy he financed that Lamborghini for ten years, 120 months. Can you imagine financing a car for 120 months? Yeah, no. Especially a base model. They're all Lamborghini. six figures, right? Any Lamborghini is oh, six yeah. figures, right? But this is like the, the base of the base model. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. No special edition, nothing like that. Right. Anyway, what are we talking about again? I don't know. I, I just got to say this, though. The other day I was at, uh, so I have a nice car and I feel good about it and stuff like that. And I went out to dinner with my wife uh-huh. and I parked and there's a guy with a bright, like neon orange Lamborghini. And I'm like, oh. there's always one guy. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, there's always a bigger fish. Right. And I was like walking by, I was like, hey man, nice ride. And he was like, yeah, look over there. And I look over, there's this guy with a freaking Maserati. Oh, geez. Like, and he's like, <laughs> even the Lamborghini guy is like, come the, on, man. The there's always a, you know, like, wow. Kind of funny. What kind of Maserati would have been to? I, I don't know. I don't know any, anything about it. I just, huh. he, he was feeling like he yeah. was looking at the nicer so car. There's always, there's always, there's always a bigger fish. Always a bigger know, yeah. fish, yeah. That should be a line in a Star Wars movie. A oh terrible God. Star Wars movie. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen a Star Wars movie <laughs> that quoted that line. Those movies are... Actually, that one, probably not as bad as two of three of the sequels. Better oh, than nine. Oh, I'd oh. rather watch Phantom Menace than watch episode nine again. Last Jedi is close. Better fight scene. Yeah. Better fight yeah. scene. One the Darth Maul bit makes yeah, the whole film. One of the better fights. I met... Yeah. I didn't meet... Well, yeah, I did meet that guy. He also... Ray... Um, he also played... Uh, Ray Parker? Yeah, he played... No, Toad. Ray Parker's the Ghostbusters. Uh, Ray, yeah. Ray... Um, he played uh, Toad in... Um, I know. Yeah. I know. And, uh, the first. And his uh, name is not Ray Park. Ray actually, Park, maybe. Ray Park, I think is his name. Yeah. Ray Parker is Ghostbusters. Ray Park. He wasn't as tall yeah. as I thought he'd be. No, he's a little guy, yeah. I think. He's just he's just all muscle. He's all muscle, yeah. yeah. And he's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> super, super acrobatic and stuff. In any case, going yeah, back to Akira. Case. So, okay. So Akira influences. Oh, um, I think it's just myriad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Matrix this is, cer- is aesthetically. Is yeah, definitely. Well, they, 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 also, not just aesthetically, uh-huh. but bringing in the spiritual elements mm-hmm. into something. Because the Matrix right. is a Christian theological metaphor because mm-hmm. it's all about Gnosticism and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah, is, I think there's a pretty huge influence. I think. Well, also the, uh, the supposedly the slowed down bullet scenes. Yeah, you can kinda, see where they kind of come be, from that. Be related. Um, and well... I think specifically, you know that that part where he does that and his his trench coat's just kind of going all over the place and there's yeah. these huge ripples and everything else. Yeah. And you can see yeah, that yeah. with his cape and right. all the stuff that he happens He just gets that. like that thing and ties it around his neck <laughs> yeah, to make a Superman it, cape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of funny. Are we ready to do biggest surprise? Could we, are we, yeah, are yeah, we, go for yeah. it. So, so, so half of my biggest surprise, I was trying to decide what my biggest surprise was, but I think what it is is that that cover shot – Famous cover shot from the from the tape, and it's still when you click on it. On, when you click on it, yeah, it's. Uh, no, I'm not thinking about the motorcycle. I'm thinking about it's it's Canada with that laser gun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. The Point, fact that that was Canada po- pointing it at you and not yeah. Tetsuo, yeah, surprised me. Like, and because I was watching the movie, and it wasn't towards the end where he's standing there and he's got the gun. I was like, oh, that's the cover. Yeah, because he's got the yeah. orange outfit. Right. 
Um, that was a big surprise to me. Okay. Because it's not only not only is Akira not the main character yeah. on the cover, it's not Tetsuo. It's actually the third yeah. guy who's Canada, like on the Canada, cover of the yeah. thing. So and he gets the girl at the end. Kind of does. Yeah. Gets Kai. Yeah, he gets Kai or K or whatever her name is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty mundane surprise, but I think that was sure, probably my sure. biggest surprise of the film. So. Okay. Let's see. Did you see. think about it? Did you plan this out? Did I plan it? No. I no. Never, I never okay. planned this. Just gonna wing it. As you can, as you can tell. It's gonna show. It's gonna show that you're winning. Is it? Everybody's gonna know. Uh, to me, it was a singularity thing because I, I didn't I didn't realize that um, first time I watched it. Obviously. Um, so what does that remind you of, by the way? What the singularity? Yeah. Part? Well, that sequence at the very end does that remind you of anything? Because for me, give me a minute. Kind of remind. I don't know why I'm saying thinking 2001. That's exactly what I'm thinking. That's, the end of yeah. 2001 when he turns yeah. into the Star Child. Right. I remember watching that. I mean, I was a little okay. kid. Well, little then, kid when then, I watched it, and I was there, just yeah. like going on here. You know, yeah. It's a very similar. Right. It's sort of like an apotheosis of the character, you know, right. so you're like, what the, it's very weird. Yeah. I think, I think it's, I think it's very similar. I think it's okay. drawn on, I, I think uh, the fact that you came up with it independently from what I'm talking yeah. about, I think that there's definitely an yeah. influence there. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think that's, I think you're absolutely right. I think that yeah. is huge influence. You know, I just like the cyberpunk stuff. Um, well, anyway, back. Okay. So that, that is my biggest surprise was kind of figuring that part out, whether it's the, you know, the, the, in the beginning is word and all that stuff. And he says, I am, because it's, I, I think he says, hello, I'm Tatsua. Is that what he says? Hello, I'm Tatsua, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Right. And, and uh, so, I mean, there's that. None of that is an accident. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's obviously, you know, drawing, drawing from the Bible and stuff. And, and um, so I don't know, man, it's uh, that, that was, that was sort of my pr- surprise. I'll just say, you know, and I'm going to try to talk you into it because you got to toast it. So uh, I love this movie. I was watching. So here we got. We got Robotech. When I when I get home after school, right. we had uh, like one. It was like a local Fox station, but it wasn't even, wasn't even called Fox at the time. It was like UHF. I, I think we got it. Yeah, but it was like I was about four when it was on a okay. lot, and by the right. time I was six or seven, and I could actually choose what to watch, yeah. it was gone. It was gone. Like, well, was... I get home from school, and I, I had like GI Joe mm-hmm. and like Robotech, and it was a Robotech, and I watched the whole. Are you called, an older brother or younger brother? I'm younger. So see, that always helps. I'm always, it, it always strikes me how much the guys I knew who had a big brother uh-huh. knew so much more about what was going on. Because their big the brother was often doing that the, stuff. Because yeah. they just know, you know, they're yeah. tuned. I was, I was the oldest. I see. So my siblings, my knew little brother. What, they knew whatever you were doing. My little brother knew all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I mean, he just, I told him about everything, yeah. you know, because I, uh, right. but I always said some of the guys that had older brothers just had sure. this huge advantage. It was <laughs> right. like, but so. I watched I watched uh, what they call the Macross Saga, which is yeah. the very beginning, right? All the way, you know, new generation, all the way to the very end, uh-huh. uh, with the Invid and, and all that. And uh, so I watched the entire thing. I never got into Voltron. Voltron was was sort of on Voltron as well. Voltron was more. I, I saw Voltron. And, yeah, uh, I had some Voltron toys. But Akira was like the first, and I had read I had read some of the like graphic novels. They weren't really manga here, but like Appleseed, Ghost in the Shell. Oh, those names! I remember those names. So, yeah. um, Ghost I, in the Shell, I've seen at some point. I read. I read those. Is that before or after Akira? I think it was after. I think it's after. Yeah, I think that okay. was the next biggest grossing right. one. I think so. And uh, no, it, the next biggest grossing one was something I'd never heard of. Somebody's delivery service or something like huh. that. It was a Studio Ghibli thing. Okay. Because they were talking about it in the article huh. I was reading, but yeah, I think but, that was. A but big then, success. by the time I watched Akira, this is this changed it for me. It changed kind of my perception of what what uh, Japanese animation was, what it right. could be, because right. the the Robotech had the big over the top. Ah, you know, anime yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
And I was I, like, it wasn't just Robotech for me. They used to do reruns on Nickelodeon of maybe it's USA, either USA or Nickelodeon used to do reruns of like these old Japanese cartoons mm-hmm. from the sixties and seventies. Like like, there was this one like, about all these Australian animals, uh, I don't remember that Billy something, something but it was like, like about a koala. And they were always sailor moon was like yeah, that. Yeah. They, like, they were like you know, yelling and yeah. they had these big faces. Right, and they were right. like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you know. Huge reactions. Yes. Huge reactions. And so exactly. this was, this was made for adults, which is, which is why it's funny yeah. because when we went to Blockbuster, it was a kid's, it was in the kids' section. Oh, was it? That's because yeah. somebody wasn't paying attention. Well, somebody didn't know. Because they were they, they figured, well, it's animation. Right? right. And the only other thing, that one part when that guy gets like totally riddled with bullets, it reminded me of heavy metal. Did you ever see heavy metal? Yeah. In the like yeah, yeah, it was like yeah, eighty one yeah. or eighty two. Some or of these something same like sleepovers I was having where we watched Akira, we, we had yeah. heavy metal, yeah. And there I think there was a couple of scenes in there where somebody got like torn apart by by machine gun fire or something like oh, that. Yeah, there's everything. And you I was can like, imagine, yeah. oh, that, like I recognize that scene. Busty ladies riding dragons. Around I remember the that part too. But yeah. but this, <laughs> this this scene was like somebody got like just just torn up with with a full auto. Yeah. You know. And, yeah, I think and, it's the one uh, that's like the hard boiled detective in the future. It's a very cyberpunk. It's like the gritty. Yeah. Like there's the 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 rundown society. Yeah. Um, it's like this fat detective walking around in heavy metal. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I think so. I think that one, somebody gets shot really bloodily. And then they, right. also had, they also had, like, the music playing, like the... You yeah. Know, like this really kind of Those weird music cool. and stuff. Those I are mean, cool. It was, very sti- it was very stylized and stuff. Was so I talking... Was I telling you a story about watching Flash Gordon at a bar? Not mm-hmm. Matador, but the other one across the street in Santa Fe. No, you didn't tell like, me that. Like, I had, that. like, two old fashions, and I was watching Flash Gordon with the sound Flash. off. With the sound off, Oh, by that's the way. even better. So I was in the right frame of mind, uh-huh. and I was watching it, and I was just, like, really vibing on like, understanding <laughs> everything about it. I was like, this movie's really underrated, yeah. you know? <laughs> I did the same thing with heavy metal. I was in San Francisco. With, with the sound off? Yeah. Wow. Well, they had subtitles, okay. but the sound was off, and I was walking around. Karina had a conference there, so I was just kind of killing time. I was walking around, I think, Mission District, and I just went to this, like, sort of uh, hipster bar and got, yeah. like, a couple of cocktails. And watched all of heavy metal yeah. sitting at the bar, <laughs> and I was really, I was like, "Wow, this is great!" You After know, it did. would take me a few drinks to really get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always remember that one, one of the, uh, you know, and it's all these. It was like reading a heavy metal magazine. Mm-hmm. Like there'd be like you know short right. stories. And I remember one of them was like this kind of nerdy kid falls asleep and he wakes up and he's like on this planet where he's like bald and like huge and everything yeah. and he has yeah, to yeah, save yeah. the planet. That's the one with the lady with the with the bust that's riding around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and she comes up to him and is like, you know, and I remember when he was like when he first wakes up. Right. And uh he stands up, he's all Ugh. he's all looking around. He looks at the looks at himself. He's wearing a loincloth. He looks at himself and he's got all these muscles. Right. And then he checks under his loincloth and he goes Mm, big. <laughs> You're like, God. wait, is he looking at his muscles or what, <laughs> what, what exactly? Is, I think the it, double entendre yeah, there is yeah. not an accident. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a great part. Yeah. Anyway. Heavy metal is pretty funny. I don't think that's a classic. I don't think we're going to do that. Um, no. But, good, though. But now I need to watch it and make sure my kids are not there when I'm watching yes. it. <laughs> yeah, it's not appropriate <laughs> you, for kids, no. Guys, Although we were not, I was not old when we were watching no, it. No, no. I, I, but I, that I was, was the secret of Big Brothers. We had, like, a Big Brother to get yeah. us something. My, my, my right. one friend, they had, not only did, he, did my buddy have a Big Brother, but yeah. there were three boys in the family. Yeah. So they had all this cool stuff. Like, because everybody's birthday, they'd get another Star Wars right. ship or they'd get a cool movie or something. Right. So they just had this massive right. cool so, stuff. So I'm going I'm to do a tangent question here. Okay. Was it easier in our day okay. to see stuff without our parents' knowledge than it is now? Depends on how much internet access you okay. give your kids. I can see my everything my kids watch. Right. Yeah. Okay. Back then, I could sneak a tape in 
you know, in my book bag in my backpack that my friend gave me at school. Right. Everybody goes to sleep. You had your own TV and a VCR. Yeah, I had, I had 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 my own stuff. Okay. Everybody goes to sleep. I can watch it. Nobody's the wiser. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> is it a little bit? Was it a little bit? I mean, it was harder to get stuff back then. Yeah. But did you, it was easier to get away with. So this is even more it, tangential. <laughs> did you ever hear Kumail Nanjiani's story about living in Pakistan as a little kid? Uh-huh. Somebody gave him a dirty movie on tape and yeah. he got it jammed into the family VCR. <laughs> oh, while everybody was at the house. <laughs> <laughs> Look that up. That is a oh, terrific story. I, I, could, I, don't, I don't have to. You I don't imagine, really have to. You I can imagine. I can just imagine. It. He, he like goes back to the video <laughs> shop. He's trying to get the guy to take it apart. <laughs> <laughs> what is this in my movie? Yeah, what exactly. is this in my VCR? No, that's, yeah. that's a good one. But, I love um, it. Anyway, yeah. It just, yeah, it, I don't know. I um. I mean, it's easier to access is easier now, but getting away from getting away with it with parents that pay attention. Yeah, could be more difficult. I think yeah. kids whose parents are not watching. Oh God, have yeah, untrammeled oh, access. Absolutely, to and that's the problem. That's kind of a problem. Yeah. But I stuff, mean, stuff that, yeah. and I'm not like a prude, but stuff that's gonna these kids are gonna have problems. Warp them. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why they have um, porn addiction well, so you know prevalent. Yeah, in, I mean, in, it's in just teenagers. I, you know, I'm days, really glad that I keep track of my kids and what they're looking yeah. at and stuff like that. Um, anyway. <laughs> so in that sense, I <laughs> think my kids are probably more sheltered than most kids were when I was growing yeah. up. Yeah. Probably All it so. took was one guy on the block with a Playboy. Right. And everybody had seen the Playboy. You know, well, you like, know what? So. It's funny. We mentioned like that one nude scene because there's only one nude scene. And it's like a, it's not mm-hmm. even a rape scene. He, he rips, mm-hmm. he rips Aoki's shirt off and beats her up. But I mean. Coyote. Is it, is that what it is? Coyote? Coyote. Yeah. yeah Aoki's, Aoki is a character though. A-O-K-I. Um, I don't there's anyway. two girls. There's K or Kai. I can't remember mm-hmm. if it's K Coyote. or Kai. Coyote is his right. girlfriend. Tetsuo's. Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't like. She looks like Janet from Three's Company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> or Joan Jett, I guess. But uh, uh, you know, I I didn't remember how much language there was in like the Goonies. Oh, and yeah. all these other movies until yeah. I, I watched them with my kids for the first yeah, time. I'm like, sure. oh, you guys, now you guys are old enough you can watch this movie, and they're yeah. like saying all this stuff, and I'm going, oh, wow. First wait, time, first wait, time, what? huh? When <laughs> when my oldest was little. We watched a movie together. Might have been Goonies. Might have been Jurassic Park. I don't remember wh- which. But she turned around and repeated S H I T. Right. Just boom, said it. Brilliant. And I literally walked over, paused turned the movie, and I was like, "If I ever hear that word out of your mouth again, or anything we see, it's the last time you're going to watch a right. movie that's for grownups." And she was like, "Okay." Right. Never had a problem with it ever again. Cool. And it's always been like that with the kids. It's like, you know, there's a rule. We don't do that. You want to watch stuff that's right. got bad words in it? I don't mind you knowing the bad words. Yeah. You know, you live in this world. But if you repeat it, that's it. Then all of a sudden we're going to do That's a good things. rule to have. For some reason that a, works. Especially with why. telekinesis and blowing people up and stuff like that. Well, we have some problems with our little one. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit she, of carry going on? Yeah, she I caused guess, I a wonder, singularity. That's why we actually moved to the, I wonder if there's any carry the desert influence west. here. Oh, boy. I mean... The whole telekinesis. Yeah, sure. People like tele- I was thinking Firestarter. Oh, Firestarter, um, Because yeah. the kids being experimented on with their psychic yeah, abilities. Yeah. So where does that come from originally? Would Firestarter be as far back as that goes? Because uh, obviously carries before that, but the children being experimented yeah. on. So Firestarter is, I want to say, 81, 82, the book. Maybe even Man. earlier. Might even be there's earlier. Got, Might be know, more like 77. There's, yeah, there's got to be, though, some, some old sci-fi. There has to be. That with be, kids that are being experimented on. That's one thing that I really stuff. like about Stephen King yeah. is that I'll read those books and I'll be like, wow, this is great stuff. And every single time it's something he read in some trade magazine yeah, when he right. was a kid that he turned in. And it's like, sure. I wouldn't know about it otherwise. Yeah. So yeah. it's almost like he's like, 
when Carl Sagan tells me about astronomy, Stephen mm. King's telling me about crazy sci-fi yeah, and fantasy right. ideas, and I'm like, well, thank you. Well, like, that's cool. Well, it's because he's a fan. Yeah. I mean, like Quentin, right, Tar- Quentin, Tar- exactly. Quentin Tarantino exactly. is a movie fan, right? And he he blatantly tells you, hey, I got this from this movie, and I oh, got yeah. this from this hey, movie. Yeah. But they're yeah. like these deep, deep, deep cuts, yeah. right? That yeah. you and I probably have never seen this thing. We're going to get into you know? that when we talk about Dr. Dre. Cool. Which is that I just thought Dr. Dre was a genius, but yeah. a lot of it is sampling yeah. great stuff. Right. Bringing right. me this great stuff sure. that I wouldn't be exposed to otherwise. So it's, a, it's kind of, you know, you can be sort of an aggregator almost. I think about, almost, about, almost as about, good as being cur- a curator. Curator, right? Yeah. Curator. I mean, you're bringing, like, you're what's bringing that people. Word? What's that word I was thinking about the other day? Because I got a buddy that it's always, stuff always comes downhill yeah. from him to me. He yeah. sees it first. He tells me it. The guy that gave me the manga actually okay uh, is this the guy that used to be, this is the guy that used to be chinese no this guy no. is currently half jamaican <laughs> half spanish wow and was chinese so he's transitioning no, 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 is he, transi- is he he's transitioning currently and or? always has been that, that oh happens, okay so. all right <laughs> yeah he's transitioning right he <laughs> he's going from one to the other yeah, yeah but uh, uh it's maven okay. cultural maven Although oh that, yeah okay yeah no, know, maven maven sounds yeah. kind of f- f- feminine feminine for some reason yeah Maybe why, why is that? Where's that coming from? I don't know. Well, yeah, I think that's. Maybe I'm using is. the wrong word, but yeah. I think that's the word for somebody that always is the one that knows the things and brings them to you. There was mm. a back in the day when mm. the word meme was created by Richard Dawkins. Yeah, this is where cultural maven comes from. It's the person that generates cultural units, mm-hmm. which are memes that then pass it on. That to, then pass them yeah. on. You know, today yeah, sure. a meme is a specific thing for like a, yeah. a gif of you know of something. Sorry, right. gif, gif. I don't. Know. Let's let's have a fight about that. Email yeah. us. Email us. <laughs> I'm saying Jif. I'm going GIF. down. I'm going to die spelled, on that hill. It's spelled G-I-F. GIF is, is kind of where I land. Giant starts with G-I. It's pronounced J. Yeah. Jin. Close so. to Jif. Jin's just say it's only GIF. one letter difference. Jin, Jif. But it I mean. stands for graphic. Uh, stands for graphic. You're right about yeah, that. I mean, yeah. Anyway. Graphics are G. G. There's, no. a G. There's a hard <laughs> G sound in that. That's anyway, true. well. All right, so uh, are we toasting this class? There was one thing I wanted okay. to bring up. Are, All right. are, 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 do we need to quit? I mean, are we? Can no, I, we got. Can I continue we, yammering on? We got. We got. We so, have twenty-three seconds. One of the big elements of cyberpunk okay. that we haven't touched on yet, and it's a big part of this, is gangs. Yeah. No, what happened to gangs? Yeah. I feel like up until the '90s, gangs were like a big part of what stressed people out about the future. Right. And that's not a thing today. Like the it's just you know, I, I think so. I think <laughs> it's just these kids Tinder, sitting indoors playing video Tinder, games. Tinder, Grubhub. Yeah. You know, you can sit on your couch. Right. And yeah, you, you can be part of a gang. You can be a virtual gang. Nobody right? predicted that. Nobody thought in the, in the distant future yeah. kids would stop hanging out with each other, doing drugs, having sex. Yeah. That they'd just be indoors playing video games well, all the time. Well, let's see. They have, they have internet porn. They, they're pro- they are doing drugs. Um, that's probably still there. Yeah, they're more like pharmaceutical they, but drugs. But they're though. they're hanging out virtually, so they'll be playing, right. you know, Fortnite or or right. you know uh, whatever, Call of Duty together, uh-huh. whatever. So they'll be playing these games together. So still hanging out online, especially this last year. I, I don't know. It'll be it'll be kind of an interesting experiment to see how people get back together or if they do, because you know we've been doing Grubhub and you know, I all, just want I want to cling to my idea that the you know, 20s, DoorDash and stuff like I, that. I hope the twenties are going to be crazy. I really want that for the young people of the yeah. world. I want you want, them you to, want to come back. You want it to be like the nineteen twenties, where it just yeah. kind of the pendulum yeah, swings, the roaring twenties yeah. all over. I just want that to yeah. happen again. I want that for the children. Well, we have to outlaw you know? booze. That's the first thing we have to well, do. Well, what we're doing instead is legalizing everything. I know. So See, I'm totally that missing the mark on that one. Yeah. Everybody's going to be too mellow. We're all going to be high, just sitting around or, watching Twitch. Or chronic's not enough. You know what I mean? Right. Foreshadow, so, yeah, but uh, exactly. Anyway, no, it's uh, that's a good point. No, gangs were everywhere. I think I want to say Neuromancer, like gangs were a thing. I mean, gangs are huge yeah. in cyberpunk. It's a yeah. 
You know, uh, there was a role-playing game we used to play called Shadowrun yeah. that was very much based on cyberpunk, and it was all about gangs. Yeah. The cities were all controlled by gangs. Everybody huh. had their turf, and it's just not what the was, future's like. Was Warriors cyberpunk? I was thinking about Warriors, huh. actually, because, like, Warriors was not cyberpunk. Warriors was contemporary. It was set in, like, 78 or whenever the movie but came But it's dystopian. Out. It was kind dystopian of... Dystopian present? No, it was like Taxi Driver. It yeah. was just depicting a dark New York okay. that was not unreal. Escape from New York, then. Escape from New York was a dystopian thing, yeah. yes. And there were gangs in there, different... different. Well, that was different. That was because gangs. it kicked everybody out of the city except criminals. Right, but the criminals formed, formed like gangs. All of course their, they did. Yeah, well, I imagine there's still, there's still gangs in prison. I mean, yeah. MS-13 still exists in prison. Yeah, no, it's no, just true. not... I don't, yeah. There aren't neighborhoods in my town I can't go to because they're owned by a gang. True. You know? Like, that's yeah. just not part of modern reality, at least not in the United States, that is. In most places. Probably in Honduras, it's a different, different story. How'd you say it? Honduras. No, oh, very good. So... Taxi. Yeah, I try not to be too much of a douche when I pronounce <laughs> things. Occasionally. <Yeah>. Kaori. <laughs> Kaori. I like pronouncing Japanese. I took Japanese when I was in ninth grade. Did and you? I just love the way it sounds. What it sounds kashi. amazing. I just feel so stupid trying to say, you know, oh, pronounce it. Like that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Love it. Great sounds to it. So, um, do you have anything else to say? I mean, are we good? We got. I think we're good. We got our beer in us. Uh, we, we covered the movie. Um, yeah. Yep. Now, I'll, the last just, question is as we always do about this time Are we toasting this classic? Are we toasting this classic? So, um, it's up to you. Tell me what you think. What do I think? If, yeah, I, if, I, if I had to convince you? Yeah, no. Uh, oh, I, so I forgot. We don't, we don't care what you think. Yeah, so you, you don't care. Yeah. But I can right. still try to lobby. You can lobby. You so, can lobby. I, what's, your, what's your take? If you had to read me right now, if you had to budget yeah. lobbying. Like, if you had five other guys you had to convince, how, right. m- how would you feel I am landing on this film right now? I think you're going to toast it. You think I, I'm going to toast I, it? I do, because, okay. because you're— so you're, you're allocating your lobbying budget to other things. Well, I mean, you're, you're a big sci-fi fan. You know, you, you have—it it is kind of your genre. I feel um, like i got a rep with you for being a big sci-fi fan. I don't know if it's—I mean, I don't dislike sci- science fiction, but I don't know no, if No, well, I mean, you write in the fantasy genre, so um, sci-fi I, and fantasy. Yeah, And, and you know, you know a hell of a lot more about it than I do, especially like the— Oh, that's true. I, I was listening to well, you talk no. about Judge Dredd and Robotech. I felt like I was a lot in the of the presence deep, a lot of, of the deep cuts of a so. cultural maven. <laughs> a lot of the deep, maybe. but a lot of the deep cuts. You know, you know, you know a lot of the uh, the inside story and background on a lot of, you know, a lot of it, especially oh, the good. the good classic, uh, you know, sci-fi stuff. So I'm gonna and and, and I think you appreciate the uh, fact that it's so influential. I think you appreciate the fact that it's a absolute work of art. There's no. Uh, I don't think there's any downside to, to toasting it. So okay. So what's your what, only where thing you I would ding it on uh-huh. is coherence. Okay. Okay. Most of that can be answered by the fact yeah. that it's a manga. So I think a lot of people were supposed to come right. into it knowing what was going on. Well, they knew the product, right? So if I'm looking home. at it in a vacuum, I'd mm-hmm. be like, it's a little bit hard to understand what's going on. But that's kind of the but appeal. But you can't watch it and from, that does from not, the end to the beginning. Though. It doesn't you can't swamp, do that. Yeah. Now it doesn't <laughs> swamp the the great world building, the great mm-hmm. art, the just going out there and taking some chances and mm-hmm. doing some things nobody's ever seen before. Right. Um, I love something that's got some good aesthetics to it. I mean, like, I'm a Star Wars guy. One yeah. of the best things about Star Wars is a cool-looking ship. Right. You know? Right. The AT-AT walker and stuff like that. bike, that kind of... Yeah. And I'm not a bike guy. I'm not a car guy. But, but that, that bike one, is oh sweet yeah, That is cool a, yeah. as hell. Like, it's so cool. It's kind of what the bikes look like today. Yeah. The bikes, much, yeah, especially the Japanese big bikes, super bikes yeah. have gone towards Kaneda's bike. Right. So um, I, I'm going for it. I'm going to toast it. All right. I'm toasting this okay, classic. So that. Well, cheers. Got a good outcome there. there Cheers go. to you. Yeah. And uh, your lobbying budget <laughs> may have been safe. may have been misapp- misapportioned, but it, it ended <laughs> up okay in the end. So, well, good. That's that's a that's a good outcome. I'm glad I'm glad to hear it. And uh, thank you everybody for joining us on another uh, episode of Toasting the Classics. Next time we have um, 
Next time we're going to get down and dirty. <laughs> we're going to the hood. Next time we are going to the hood with uh, Dave's C-O-M-P-T-O-N. pick. C-O-M-P-T-O-N. Dave's pick, which is? Dr. Dre's first big album, The Chronic. And I cannot wait to see what he's yeah. got for me to drink. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I think everybody knows <laughs> what you're going to be drinking. Come Thank on. you, everybody, for, uh, for joining us. And we will talk to you next time on Toasting the Classics. Peace out. That's it for the 11th episode of Toasting the Classics. For those playing along at home, get yourself a 40 of Old English malt liquor for our discussion of Dr. Dre's first album, The Chronic. You could get some other denomination of OE, but come on, man. If you'd like to get in touch, send us an email at toastingtheclassics at gmail.com. Send us show ideas, your comments and complaints, whatever. Check out my blog at theattractivenuisance.com and follow us on Twitter at @ractivenuisance. Our music was written by Michelle MacArthur. See you next time on Toasting the Classics.